Okay, so first of all, I do apologize. I know it's been a while since uh, the Say Less Pod has been like active, but I will try to be like more active even um, if you want to like look um, on like the Say Less Pod Instagram like it, and follow that. Let me know if there's anything specifically that you want to hear, like any topics anything like that's going in on the media that you want a like fresh perspective on just anything of that just let me know preface that get it out of the way i've probably had well i've only had one coffee today um but also this is going to be a lot of different information um so hang tight and i know all of the podcasts, they're kind of chaotic, kind of all over the place, but that's kind of how I roll. That's kind of who I am as an individual. So, um, and hope that this message just, like, gets across. Because, to be honest, I was planning on doing a different episode today. Um, or just in general my next episode <laughs> was gonna be like something different but I think they kind of go hand in hand okay so originally I was going to talk about like consent and consent in the media and how that kind of looks this one is kind of like a preface because honestly something that I believe is not everything is as cut and dry as people want to make it seem so just because something can apply to one situation doesn't mean that it can't apply to something else um so like it's like if you and I can even do like more episodes on a specific topic because some of them like I say and I probably say this on each episode but there's so many podcasts that you could kind of or so many episodes rather that you could just make based on that one topic because it's so diverse and so nuanced um but basically what I was gonna (laughs) the title of this episode that we're gonna try to tackle today is you are too much to handle you are um and Here's the thing. Um, the reason why I have named it that is actually kind of ironic because we hear these words, we hear them spoken to us, we kind of picture them, and we feel that we're too much. We're like, I'm too much for anybody. And we go down this track and this path where we're just like, okay, bet I am not enough I will never be enough so that's why that's why the title is the way that it is you are too much the handle because I want people to understand they aren't but it's a lie that we tell ourselves time and time again and like I say people have kind of like spoken that over us we're like oh you peer words like I can't with you and sometimes it's like just just stop would you just stop um 
And while that is necessary, sometimes it's not, sometimes it doesn't actually like help and clarify the situation. I would say a vast majority of the times it doesn't clarify the exact situation that we're going through. Because sometimes we might not understand what we're doing or if I'm too much, I'm taking up too much space, I'm too what. And honestly, I'm not... Here's something that I want to say, and I know this is something that is kind of in social media and it's different things. The, the phrase is, if I am too much, go find less. And some people's like, oh, that is so horrible or abrasive type of things to say. Like, how could you ever say that with love and respect? I think sometimes it is like the most respectful thing that you can say to someone because here's the thing, especially if you are fighting for someone's approval and I'm not saying it as like a mean way like, you know, go, go love yourself, go, I I am saying it because I am tired of trying to impress you, trying to fight for your approval when I, chances are I will probably never reach your idealistic goal of me because your goal, your solid like baseline for me, it seems unattainable and unachievable. And you're just going to wear yourself out trying to match these people, trying to ask for people to kind of stay, to be the ones in your life who truly, truly value you. Not for what you can give them, not for an ulterior motive, but truly value you. And that's hard to find those groups of people. Um, <laughs> to understand, you know, I'm not, I'm tired of putting up with this, that, and the third. You need to set those, um, and yes, I can say this, like, clear-headed, um, even when things go like that, and even when I am in that mindset of feeling like I am too much, or because someone told me I was extra, or no one's truly going to love you, we hear those specific words, and if a situation replicates itself, we think those words are true and truer than ever is the craziest thing is when people evacuate out of your life or just kind of like say something um, that can kind of set you off when people 
are in that mindset and they hurt you sometimes they don't know that they hurt you but sometimes you need to forgive from a distance um, because being in that whole space and in that mindset it's not actually going to help you heal and be the individual that you need to be um, so knowing your worth knowing the different things that you and I am working on this so don't think that I have this all together because I don't we're all kind of construction sites like little like road work ahead please proceed with caution like it's like we're all each individual is a construction site basically and if you think oh well they had road work last week they should be fine and you just drive down that road you're gonna find that it's still full of potholes so it's like you can't necessarily think that it's just gonna be all the way healed um, but and I'm also in the process of like finding people that truly maybe like match my energy, match who I am, but also it's like, it's okay if they don't. And some people's like, you're gonna find those people that match your energy. I would love to find people that 100% match my energy, but I know from experience sometimes is those are the people that you clash with most because you're too much of the same person and if you know you know uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing you just have to work with it um, and I'm also in the process of learning who is worth fighting for because if I constantly constantly feel every time I'm around you you're like you're extra you're this you're this you say those words to me or I constantly feel like I have to put on like this facade and be someone that I'm not you and I both know we're gonna be miserable you and I both know that because if I can't actually be myself and like now sometimes I dial back because I think that's what the other individuals in the room want me to do or sometimes I don't go into my whole analytical phase because I'm like that's now reading the room is a whole different part of the discussion um, which I can touch on a little bit you still need to understand like what someone's going through and it's not always like simple to just kind of pick up on certain things or like see okay they just are for 
the sake of this discussion, we'll just feel like they just lost a family member. Um, and this individual passed away. This is not something that recently happened. And you try to make a joke of it. That's not a joke. That's that's kind of cruel. And I think we can all kind of like make that kind of line of crossing. Um, but sometimes it is not like that simple where it's like, okay, I can't cross that line. Sometimes we never knew where the lines were to be crossed and each person has their own line. Um, so I'm not saying like, but I think there is a beauty in being around people where you are. This is what I'm trying to get at. Is there is a beauty in being around people where you can be 100% apologetically yourself unapologetically, not apologetically, yourself. If you have to be apologetically yourself and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I don't know what I did. I feel like I gotta be the bigger person here, but I, I don't know what I did to be sorry, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's not fixing the issue. And I think also it can be grounds for manipulation um, or like gaslighting where these and the other individual they're like oh Carolyn would apologize for anything even if she wasn't in the wrong um, and I think also when you are constantly the better person or the therapist in that type of relationship and that friendship in with that family member, it gets a little bit more difficult to see the lines and to know where to stop, when to create the boundaries. Some people don't create the boundaries until it's too late. And it is something that I got, like part of that construction site of rebuilding, learning how, I guess like maybe like the better analogy instead of like the construction site construction site is good now both of these can kind of break down at a certain point so don't think about them too long but is also thinking about like after a hurricane they don't rebuild just overnight because sometimes construction can take like a long time sometimes it takes a short time and i think so that's kind of like saying everyone's on their own timeline. Um, but when there's a hurricane or there's a huge natural catastrophe, it takes that city a while to rebuild. And sometimes it's not only your house that was affected, it's your neighbor's house, it's your friend's house. And you are all trying to rebuild together. And for us to be like, well, your house, my house was completely, utterly destroyed. I've been homeless. 
at least you can rebuild in like a couple of weeks. That's not actually fair to that individual. And yes, also like with knowing that you are, um, and I went on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm bringing it back. That little bunny, he sometimes, when he goes on bunny trails, he forgets which carrot he's going for. So anyway, I do apologize for that. <laughs> but I think honestly like just knowing that you do have value you do have worth and finding those people who truly see that truly understand that now it is okay if you have to set boundaries at the end of the day it is okay if you even have to set boundaries at the beginning of the day because Sometimes we do it at the end of the day and we should have done it in the first place. So it is okay to set boundaries at the beginning, at the end of the day. But you need... Because... I read something somewhere. Um, when... Basically when someone's not supposed to be in your life. Um, like... It will hurt so bad until you finally have no choice but to let them go, basically, um, is how the saying goes. And I did also want to let you know that there is a strong, staunch difference between wanting to be the center of attention and wanting people to pay attention to you. There is a strong difference. And you can scrub back over, replay the podcast from this point on. But I'm just going to say it again. There is a difference between being, and this is something that I came up on 100% on my own. If someone else has said it before, that's on them because it was 100% my idea too. Um but there is a difference between being the center of attention and wanting someone to pay attention to you. Gonna take three. One, two, three. And sit with that for a minute. Because wanting someone to pay attention to you is you always fall into the shadows. You're never anybody's number one. You're never the first person they call, the first person that they think about. And this is not narcissistic. This is not to sound selfish, but... Being the center of attention is wanting everybody, all eyes on you. When you're in like an event, when you're in a circle, you want those people. I am a girl's girl. Um, and sometimes when I am assertive or like I want p 
people that like listen to me, that understand me, that truly feel seen. Just know you're sometimes going to be called the pick me girl, or you're sometimes going to be the individual who is too much because you have too many emotions, you feel too deeply. Or you just make them think you're too quirky, you people who have severe mental health struggles and even people who just have mental health struggles. They sometimes are the ones that fade away because no one ever notices. They're the one that's always happy. They're the ones that's always rooting you, cheering you on, or trying to. And they know when you ask them if they're okay, they say that they're fine because they know it really would matter anyway if they weren't. And um, yeah, they just want you to like come alongside of them to listen to see if we're if someone's in the car and they and you have to like kind of ask to be heard or you like I said your therapist friend whenever you need something you even need them to reciprocate because I am a big big person of reciprocation and I know I talked about this one other time in the podcast it was like the podcast on kind of like toxic um toxicity toxic relationships like if you can't meet me all the way if you can't meet me 100% that is okay if you can't meet me 50% I'll cover the other 50 but it gets tiring when there's never any reciprocation and you're just begging to be heard you're begging to be understood um and so sometimes with this being the case and with us never really speaking up and advocating for ourselves we sometimes think that even asking for the bare minimum um is disrespectful it isn't loving like asking for the bare minimum just can you love me can you get um I don't know like can you accept me for who I am can you just I don't you don't have to agree with my emotions Because I know sometimes they are a lot for me to handle as well. I don't need you to understand them 
I don't even need you to rescue me. From my pain because chances are that's not that's not fair on anybody to have to like rescue you time and time again um it's just it's not um but if you are one of those people because sometimes then they might feel like they're drowning and that's not okay but if you feel time and time again that you can't reach out and they told you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. Sometimes, and this, this is one thing that I will, will apologize for because it is something that just doesn't seem right um, and it may be untrue but when people say I'm here for you just tell me anything I'd be there for you I understand you need your peace because I need my peace too you told me that you you would be there but you've never checked in once well, it's your job to check in. But you never even listened when I did tell you what was going on. Um, I had to tell you like 10 times and even then, I still never felt good. Also, like, it's like, I, I understand because, but I don't reach out to you till the very last minute when things get truly truly bad because I don't want to be a burden on you and I don't want to be too much and then I protected you from the brunt of things the brunt of my emotions the brunt of whatever I was going through because I didn't want to hurt you but sometimes I wonder when people say I'm there for you if it's just a nicety that make people feel better about themselves to feel like they can take the moral high ground whenever they want to because they're like I'm there for you but you were never there before but I'm here for you now okay there's never any reciprocity I'm there for you all the time you're there for me none of the time and I don't think that you can like if you are if this is what I just want to tell like um, because I've heard that time and time throughout my entire life um, like when shit hits the fan never understood that saying but when because I'm like, what were people doing? Just throwing things up anyway. Like, when shit hits the fan, you're out. And I told you this was going to happen. I barricaded myself. I barricaded walls around myself. 
and told myself they were boundaries so that then you didn't get in. You didn't have the chance to hurt me, or so I thought. I opened that door just a little bit, because I'm never, 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 never going to open the full door. I might leave a crack in the door, but I'm never going to open the full door. Um, so, full door. There we go. Open English for a minute. But if you are going to say that you're going to be there for someone, you might have to set those boundaries up like one by one. But at least stand by your word. Um, and mean it. People ask why people can't believe in love or why they have a hard time believing in different characteristics. You have to understand that at some point they've been hurt by that. So they don't trust it. It's foreign, actually. Um, and we can't go through the love bombing, the I love you, some, some good advice, and this was actually a friend, but um, and what they said is never let someone, <laughs> and I have to try to remember this, because I'm totally botching the same, but never let someone like, and it was their own personal saying, but never let someone project something onto you as love. Like so often we say, oh, you know, I would never do this unless I loved you. That's, that's not love. I mean, whatever that is, love is not it. Um, so, and don't let ever, don't ever let someone project something onto you that isn't love and actually brand it as love. Um, because some people will, and like I say, this is, I know my dis, hopefully that makes sense because I know that's not exactly what that individual said, but that was basically the gist of it um and I think a lot of people get trapped in that mindset of thinking oh he loves me he, he this individual they they respect me um yeah <laughs> and I mean I could do like a go but We'll just, that's what I really want to, like, make this podcast as, like, a community, as individuals who aren't afraid to, like, share their feelings, and also, like, I was also planning on doing, like, my thoughts on the whole, like, Barbie movie, too, so, well, I'll have to do that sometime, 
but um because it was a good movie if you haven't seen it go watch it but sometimes people who say that they love you are also the ones that can disrespect you and use you to their advantage and I I have kind of been like um, I use humor as a way to cope I know that um, and sometimes I just get like desensitized to certain things like I'm like oh another obstacle in my path okay cool and then sometimes I'm like really again like they uh they say bad things always happen in threes well I feel like mine is so much of an immaculation it's like was that three or was that kind of like a break off of three but I'm not saying this podcast understand what I'm saying with this exact episode like stand up for yourself be your own best advocate and yes I can say this be your cheerleader be the pick me girl like not the pick me be like the like I I just use my wrong terms <laughs> be the girl school and like cheer everybody on but also don't forget that it is okay to feel whatever it is that you are feeling. I will cheer on people who have accomplished different things while I am struggling and I'm like, I don't feel like I've accomplished a single thing. But I can cheer you on. And what I'm saying is it's not selfish. And I know like even like with the confidence episode, it's not selfish to be confident. It's not narcissistic to be, to feel confident in who you are and what all you can accomplish. It's not. And sometimes that pouring from an empty cup gets exhausting. It does. Um, and people's like, oh, you, you can, well, you're supposed to be nice to others. You're supposed to be kind. And, being kind <laughs> like don't get it twisted I may be nice but I'm not kind I don't have a kind soul and if you do me dirty listen I wish and people's like I wouldn't wish that on my own worst enemy let's be honest if they want your own, your worst enemy, you know, you you be wishing some things on your worst enemy. Like that's another saying I don't don't get because it's like 
I have wished some things on my own worst enemy. But know this, like pouring from an empty cup, it is exhausting. You need to find things that fill you and some of us are in the process of doing that. Finding things that kind of lift our spirits and finding other individuals that truly understand us, understand maybe where we've been and can kind of like help us through. Um, and some people would tell you, I gave you some things. I gave you things to drink from. You have a full cup. Some people though, they give you like dirty dishwasher and think that they did a good thing. It's like, dude, you, you didn't really give me anything substantial to work with here. So, again, it would almost be better in that case to have an empty cup. Another thing that I want to encourage you is don't don't work harder than someone else. If you are in a relationship, do not work harder than your partner. If you find that things are going awry and you can't like actually fix it, Maybe you need to go into therapy. Maybe there's some different things that you can do. Maybe you just need to sit down and communicate because something I have found is people think that they do a great job of community. Community. that That's true too. But communication, but very few of them do actually think, have communication down and have good communication skills, valid communication skills where the other feels heard and respect it. Um, so maybe that's what you guys need to work on and say, hey, you know, this is... And they say never to put, this is like psychologist, um, never put the put you statements, like you make me feel this. Like if you put I... I feel this when X, Y, and Z happens, then people are usually receptive to that. But just know, if they aren't, they really, they may say they want to make things work, but they really, really don't. If you're the only one fighting for something, you're going to spin out your wheels and burn out faster. Because I've been there. I've, I've done that. <laughs> Probably more often than I like to admit. I can walk through a landmine that you created and have the shrapnel in my whole entire body, but I would still crawl to you, even though we're in a war zone, just so that then I can make you feel safe. 
or at least try to. And yes, sometimes I f fail with that. Um, and I remember one time people were like, oh, you know, I love you. And I'm like, dude, I'm tired. I'm tired of love because it just hurts too much. And I can't do it anymore. Like, I'm like, I can't. Um, and this is a friendly reminder for both you and myself that you're going to find those people that are worth fighting for that are worth your tears sometimes you're crying behind closed doors because you know they wouldn't even understand it if you were you're screaming on the inside you're screaming actually but no one's there it is a scary place to be when as I would like to call it the no one's coming syndrome there might be a more psychological term for this but people who've been there know that no one is coming syndrome where you get stuck in this rut of no one's coming to rescue you they haven't before why would it be different now no one pays attention to you. No one loves you. Why would they love you? Why would they respect you? Or even care what you're going through now? Because they pretended to care. And sometimes, a lot of times, you need a heal. But that doesn't mean that you need a heal on your own and in your own way, necessarily. There are certain situations for that. I will 100% say that. But if you are in any type of relationship, any, there are some times that you need to heal together. Um, and maybe that healing will never come. And if there are two sides of the coin here, if they are willing to be like, I understand, okay? I'll do better, I'll... Whatever the case may be. You come to an agreement. Maybe it's not that I need to do better. It's like, okay, I will try not to do that. Um, and you want to make sure that it's not as nitpicky so that then 
they don't even feel like they're walking on eggshells because they're like, I wanted to do this, but I didn't want to offend you because some of us have been there too. And we're truly, truly honest in that. Um, but... Rebuilding that trust, understanding, um, like honestly, if you take some time away, maybe even like go for a walk around the block, and you try to connect with that person, and they are unwilling to do it, I would say those are times that you might just need a heal alone because they're not willing to you're being the bigger person you are you're showing up you're showing out you're like dude i messed up i'm like yeah you did that's not actually um productive in the same sense as if they're like we both messed up we both said some things that we shouldn't have said here's let's let's set some ground rules let's set some guiding principles so that if this happens again and maybe it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when when this happens again we will know how to handle it and handle it efficiently Because I can honestly say I'm going to do some things that's going to offend some people and hurt people. I'm going to do some things, say some things, even unintentionally. Some of it is like, okay, I let my mouth run wild. Shouldn't have done that. Some things... I I close myself off and then you think I'm being it's it's about you and that you said something wrong or you did something wrong. This that's on me because I was going through a panic attack and I didn't let you know and like you could go through a million different things. But just because you had a fraction to play in this whole different situation doesn't mean you are 100% to blame. It doesn't mean that. Ninety-five percent is not as if you had 95% to play you're still not responsible for the 5% that they gave you and vice versa if you only have 5% they are responsible for their own actions for how they responded for how they did and if you're the one that's always apologizing then sometimes it is best to heal on your own because 
they don't seem to be ever listening or ever seeming to get the big picture. But if they are saying, hey, what did I do? Like, what part did I have to play? Or if they are trying to at least gain, like, a bigger understanding, and then at least, maybe not understand, but at least value opinion. And be like, okay, I, I see now how you would have thought that by when I did this, that, and the third. I see how my actions hurt you. If they are willing, now both parties need to take responsibility and come up with a... And when I say both parties, however many you have involved, it may even be like a team effort. Like maybe you have like five people in this scenario and some are on the outs with this other person. Um, you, like, you all need to come to an agreement. When I say both parties, I don't just mean there's two parties because sometimes there's not. But if I did every scenario in the book, this podcast would be astronomically, like, just more than the time frame. <sighs> Take too long to record. Anyway, so... The more people that you gather, the more convoluted and and murky the waters get. But we can still try and understand that individual and help them out. Um, The last thing that I will say to you is... And yes, this is a repeat, recycle. So, I don't know who originally said it, but don't keep watching the same movie and expecting a different result. Quit doing it. Quit messing with your head. Because we both know how the storyline ends when you do it that way we've all been the main character in that movie so please please allocate for yourself love yourself value yourself enough to know when to stand up who is worth fighting for and just don't keep watching the same movie happen time and time again well (laughs) That was kind of like a long episode and like I say, if you want, you can go follow the Say Less pod. I'll try to post more over there I'm and trying to get better at that. But yeah, just follow the Say Less pod on Instagram um, and you can also, if you have any ideas on what I should talk about next, just let me know. Like I say, it can be anything and everything. Peace out.